Hey there, and welcome back into the pickle jar. This is Jill with another episode of the journey back to me. Now, this is just me sharing some more things that are going on in my life with adrenal insufficiency and some of the things that I'm doing personally to try to fight back to improve my quality of life and to take care of myself as best as possible. So um, as you guys know, I have a degree in nutrition. I've been in the fitness industry for over 18 years. And I really truly believe that when I became sick with Addison's disease in the last few years, um, being taking care of my body and being in tune to my body, really, I really think it's helped save my life. So not only was I, I responded to those salt cravings and consumed a high, high intake of sodium every day. Um, I also had problems with my blood sugar and I was eating chocolate frosting in the middle of the day as well, because I just, I knew something wasn't right. So, and I knew when I did those things, it really did make a difference um, in how I was feeling in that moment. So um, I wanted to share with you today a little bit about a treatment that I've started again in the last few weeks and um, kind of the supplements and everything that I take as well to support my body um, health-wise and um to help me fight back against this illness. Cause I really believe, first of all, I want to prevent other things from happening. And I believe I need to have a very strong support system around me because we need to acknowledge how hard our bodies fight every single day. And until we have those tools to monitor our cortisol, um, we, we need to do, we need to do what we can. And I believe nutrition and supplements are, are part of that toolbox for us. So First of all, a little bit overview of my medication right now for my Addison's disease. Um, I I take a lot of steroids, if if you didn't know that yet. So I use the infusion pump. Let me, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll pull her out. Um, this is Krista, my infusion pump. So I use a Medtronic infusion pump for my Solucortef every day. It pumps into me continuously 24 hours a day. I always have a little bit of a flow of hydrocortisone coming into my body. So she gives me approximately 60 milligrams a day. Yes, you heard me correct, 60 milligrams. And I also take 0.5 milligrams of dexamethasone a day. Um, the reason why we started that was maybe about six, seven years ago, I got a rash on my chest, on my face. I was flushed all the time. I was extremely weak. At that point, I was taking prednisone and the prednisone just it wasn't helping anymore. So I was taking both the hydrocortisone and the prednisone. So we added, my doctor told me that sometimes people respond to inflammation with dexamethasone. So, so let's try that. When I went on just a teeny tiny bit of dex, it seemed to make a big difference. So we've always left it as part of my 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 medication for my Addison's disease because, because it works. We feel like we might be treating you know, lupus or something like that on a, on a different level, but we couldn't get any definite results. And unfortunately I was getting from all the specialists. Um, oh, you have Addison's disease. I want nothing to do with you. Go see your endocrinologist. Uh, well, the endocrinologist told me this isn't his specialty. I need to come and see you. Oh, well, I don't want to deal with you because you're, you're too high risk. I don't know anything about Addison's disease. Well, I'm not asking you about Addison's disease. I'm asking you about something else. So it is definitely that struggle that when you have a rare chronic illness, what you deal with. So, um, so the 0.5 milligrams of dexamethasone works and I've actually started taking. So when I had my really bad, um, crisis in June, part of my recovery was using prednisone as well. Um, so all the, all the different steroids are metabolized differently in our bodies. So I'm personally a believer that, you know, if it, 
you know, some people are on a system that works great for them. But I also believe that some of us need um, a little bit of everything because they all go in different cycles, different waves and peak at different times. And if we can somehow figure out those peaks and get them all working together, we might be more stable. Um, so I'm actually taking one to two milligrams of prednisone in the morning as well right now, which is just a teeny tiny bit, but it peaks in the afternoon and it's kind of helping with those afternoon crashes a little bit. And I think if I can do this, having these small little doses to help level me out, if I don't crash, if I don't have those little symptoms, there's definitely less stress on my body. We start to crash. We go into low cortisol. What do we think our bodies are doing inside? They're panicking. They're going into you know, I always say I got all these little minions inside of me that are start switching these switches. She's going down. Let's, you know, pull out the systems. What do we have to do to make sure she survives this, that she doesn't go into a full crisis? So as soon as I go low cortisol, I believe my body's under stress. As soon as my body's under stress, I'm going to go downhill faster. So if I can prevent that as much as possible, obviously less lows, better quality of life, less chance of um, an adrenal crisis, right? So um, so in total, when you convert everything to a hydrocortisone kind of language, I'm taking between 68 and 72 milligrams of hydrocortisone a day. And I have no signs of Cushing's. And that was one of my arguments with my new endocrinologist is he seems to think I should be on the standard 30 milligrams. And my response to him was, first of all, I listed all the it was my first appointment with him. So I listed all the signs and symptoms of Cushing's disease. And I could tell by the look on his face right then and there, he knew I knew I, I meant business. Um, I knew my stuff and I had educated myself. And I told him if, if you could point out a symptom that I have saying that I have high, high cortisol in my body, I will go down, but I don't see any reason why I need to. And when I pair it with how I'm feeling and my quality of life, it's what I need. It's what my lifestyle needs. I don't know why my body needs so much. Maybe my cells don't use the hydrocortisone like they're supposed to that, you know, having a rare illness, who knows, maybe there's just, there's just some operation issue internally that doesn't work right. And I need a higher dose to get what I need to function. Maybe there's something else going on. I don't understand why they don't say, Hey, you know what? You use a, a lot of hydrocortisone. So maybe we should explore that maybe there's something else going on internally with you that's causing stress that's eating up that cortisol. And nobody's ever done that for me. So um, I think that's really important as well. Um, and then I, I proceeded to say to him, you know, if, if you want me to drop hydrocortisone and you want to come over for dinner one night when I'm low, feel free to come over for dinner and you can see exactly what I experience and exactly how heartbreaking it is for me and for my kids and what it can put us through when I am low and it's five o'clock. And actually the rule around here is after five 30, you don't touch mom because she gets really sensitive. If she's low sounds bug me. And, um, I'm like, if you want to see that, then feel free to come over. I'll, I'll make you dinner. And, um, I have an appointment with him in a couple of weeks and I'm sure he's not going to be too impressed because I, I have not lowered my hydrocortisone. I've added in prednisone. So I'm actually taking more. And um, I already have my argument ready for him. And my argument's going to be is, you know, would you send a type one diabetic home and tell them to adjust their in insulin and for them just to gauge how they feel 
based on their physical symptoms of, of low blood sugar, high blood sugar, and how do you think that's going to affect their quality of life? And until you can give me a tool to measure my cortisol levels at home so I can say, yes, I'm high, yes, I'm low, and make that adjustment, I don't think he's got a valid argument. Um, because the only thing I have is my symptoms and my quality of life. And I'm going to listen to them. And, and I just think it's, it's just so important to get that message out there. And I will admit, he seems very caring and very understanding. And when I said to him, do you want to come over for, for dinner? <laughs> and I presented my, my argument on the Cushing's disease. He's like, okay, do whatever you want. And because I said, I'm like, I'm not compromising my quality of life and my safety because this is my life. This is a life threatening condition. And if I go into crisis because of this, um, for whatever reason, I might lower my, when we were trying to lower my cortisol last year, I got COVID. I got, I had foot surgery. So with all those factors, there might be one that pushes me over the edge and sends me into a crisis. And if I don't get the right help, I don't have a tomorrow. So I'm not, I'm personally not taking that chance. Um, I also take five to 10 milligrams of DHEA a day. Um, and that's kind of one of those um, replacements that's kind of not everybody. It's not really mainstream yet. I've been on it for like five or six years and I really did find it helped my quality of life. So DHEA, um, we don't make any more and it's what your body uses to convert into testosterone. And yes, I am a girl, but yes, I need testosterone. And again, my argument is if it's naturally supposed to be in my body and then there is a way that I can supplement it, I need it. And yes, it's not going to be perfect, but I need to figure out what works for me and um, what makes me feel better using the tools that we have. And and again, my argument is if that hormone is supposed to be there and it's missing for some reason, that's putting my body under stress, okay? Because my body's not operating with all the tools that it needs internally. I also take 50,000 units of vitamin D weekly as well. That was prescribed by my family doctor to help with my bone health because living in Canada, we do not get a lot of intense sun up here. So I'm um, trying to keep my my body as healthy as possible, but I do take um, some extra supplements. So again, this is just, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm just sharing with you what I take. So what I recommend to you, if you're not taking supplements, um, talk to somebody, talk to your doctor, talk to your endocrinologist. Um, it's, it's another one of those tools that we need to keep the fight inside as strong as we can. And our bodies fight every day. And we has, also have to give it the tools to heal. And I think it's taken a long time for my body to heal. I believe when we hit lows, we got to heal after that. And when I know when I went, the hell I went through in June, the high potassium, low potassium and hydrocortisone being pumped into my body and just the emotional stress, the physical stress, it took me weeks to be strong enough to walk around a block. And if I'm so weak, I can't, I can only barely function um, at a base level that tells you what has happened to every cell in my body and it needs to heal and it needs a lot of love and a lot of nutrition and a lot of support to do that. So, so some of the things that I take, so like I said, speak to somebody who knows your history and figure out what works best for you. Start building that toolbox of strength for yourself. So this is what um, I'm taking currently. I take, and now personally, I don't take a 
multivitamin. Um, and the reason why I don't do that is just because of the potassium that's in it. So um, just a little bit concerned about that. <laughs> so I just kind of keep that in the back of my mind. So I currently take vitamin C. I take vi a vitamin B complex. I take zinc, magnesium. Um, I take apple cider vinegar tablets. You can take it in a liquid as well. That one you have to be cautious about because actually I just read the other day, getting my list ready for this, the apple cider vinegar can actually lower potassium. So um, finding out if that one works for you. But I started taking that one years ago because I had seen the research I had seen on it was just saying it just helps with overall health, um, with maintaining weight and different things like that. So I had started taking that. I take a bioflavonoids um, for antioxidants. I take vitamin E based on the recommendation of my doctor. I take, I just started taking coenzyme Q10 and I also take calcium and now the calcium I take throughout the day. So calcium and like some other supplements, you have to be careful about the way they bind to other medications. So you got to make sure that you time them properly. So calcium is one of those ones that if I take it, you know, possibly with my DEX or my prednisone, it might bind to it and I might not get the effect of the really important drug. So, and calcium is actually better absorbed if you space it out throughout the day. Um, so it's a little bit more of a natural absorption. My family doctor explained to me that in research, if you took a mega dose of calcium all at once, so if I took my full daily dose in, in one sitting, it actually can lead to heart disease because you're trying to process a really, really high dose at once. But if I take the same dose and spread it out throughout the day, um, it's a little bit more like a natural absorption into your body. And to me, supplements, not only do we need to support the healing process and the fight that we're going through, um, you know, there's all kinds of things, you know, our nutrition, how, you know, not too many of us have perfect nutrition. Okay. So supplements help that way. Um, supplements also help fight like environmental factors and different things that are, you know, living in the time period that we're living with, that we have to deal with pollution and all those things are hard on our body. They're all things, chemicals that our body has to process. So we might have a higher need of some. You don't know how well you're digesting things, especially as we age, you might not be digesting, you might be, oh, well, I eat really well, but you might not be digesting and absorbing all the food, um, all the nutrients from the food that you're eating. And, you know, a lot of us with adrenal insufficiency can develop like celiac disease and different things like that. I was tested for celiac years ago. It came back negative but we honestly believe it might be a possibility for me because I don't eat gluten. And when I do, I don't feel well. So do I not feel well because I stay away from it so much and the bacteria in my gut have altered that they can't digest it properly. So I get bloated and have, you know, GI issues or is it actual celiac? Don't know. Again, I was told it's hard to test because, um, because of the steroid dose. And I actually spoke to, um, someone, I, I hope she's going to be on the podcast still, who shared that when her endocrinologist, she was on a very high dose of hydrocortisone, and when her and endocrinologist in Italy, she, I guess the healthcare over there is absolutely incredible. And he was like, okay, you're on a high dose. And he went on that, well, if you're on a high dose, let's see if there's something else going on. And they found out she had celiac and her high dose of hydrocortisone was dealing with the internal trauma and the stress her body was going through all the time dealing with that. So, and once she got that resolved, she was able to lower her hydrocortisone. So never give up with answers or looking for answers and pressing for, for the information to educate yourself. Um, I just think that's an, an incredible story of what she went through and a perfect example of how 
we need to be proactive in our health and we need to kind of dig a little bit deeper sometimes. So, so explore those options. If you are ready for supplements or if you're taking supplements, it's always important to revisit these things. And, you know, sometimes with fresh eyes, um, just always be cautious of your medical, um, your medications that you're taking and any other medical um, conditions that you might have as well. Um, but they definitely can be part of that toolbox of your fight. I also wanted to share with you um, a treatment that I started a few weeks ago. I go again this Friday. I did it a, a few years ago in the summer months. I had a nurse come to the house and once a week I was hooked up to an IV and we gave gave me some electrolytes. It ran over three hours. I had my little IV pole and I puttered around the house and uh um, it really, really helped. We were trying to battle to see how I would respond, you know, with the, the humidity here in Canada, if it was going to help balance me out. And it would for about four or five days, my salt cravings would actually go down. I'd have a little bit perk of energy. Um, I did a podcast with Laura um, the other week, and I'm going to post in the show notes her episode if you want to go back and listen to it. And she's just newly diagnosed and she's already done some IV treatments um, with her, her doctor's um, guidance. And it reminded me that I should explore this option again. So I had a, a doctor's appointment, approached my doctor about it. And he said, sure, why not? And um, I've gone for my first treatment. We're using Ringer solution um, for the treatment. So I go to the clinic and they hook me up and technologies has come such a great way. You know, the pump is just a little bit bigger than my phone. I I put the IV bag in a little backpack and I head home and I actually take the IV out myself at the end. It runs. We did the first treatment. I wanted to start really, really light to see how I responded to it. And I always approach things cautiously. So we started with 500 mil milliliters of ringer solution and got that going. I go again this week. We're going to slowly adjust it and see how I feel. But we know with Addison's disease, there's so many factors to consider. So that weekend, my weekend was different. I started that little bit of pred. I did feel great. So was it the solution? Was it the pred? Was it a little bit of everything? Was it the fact that I had six naps that weekend that I don't usually have? Um, it's not going to hurt me. I can tell you that. If anything, it's going to help. And if I can get balance out my electrolytes, even for, you know, say, even if it happens, helps for three days. That's three days of better quality of life. That's three more days that my body's not under as much stress as it was trying to regulate itself. So over the course of time, that's going to add to my quality of life. It's going to help me heal. It's going to move, help me move forward. So if I go every two weeks and say I get three days of relief every, every two weeks, that's 26 days out of the year. I multiply that by three days. I'm getting like, but it's 26 times three. Uh, it, it's a good chunk of time. Let me, let me, Um, I can't do math that fast. My cortisol must be dropping. Okay, so 26 times three. I'm getting about 78 days of less stress and maybe more happiness and better quality of life. Okay, so that's like two and a half months. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna take those two and a half months because I know I can take those two and a half months and I can build on those two and a half months. And Yes, and I can guarantee you I will do too much in those days and probably cause low cortisol symptoms, but I'm going to learn from them and I'm going to move forward. So so just something to keep in mind. It might be something you might be able to explore 
with your doctor about getting some type of IV treatment, I would definitely recommend always doing it through medical professions and making sure that you have the right solution and the right everything in place for you um, to make sure that you are safe and that improves your quality of life. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today, kind of a little bit about, you know, my current dosage with my my medication and treating my adrenal insufficiency, um, the supplements that I take and how important I feel it is for us to nurture our body in so many different ways and sharing with you my my little IV treatment journey. And you can always go to, I'll post in the show links. Um, I have a Facebook page. We have Team Addison's Canada where I post a lot of this stuff that I do. Um, pictures when I'm out and about with these treatments and different things like that. So if you're interested in following Team Addison's Canada, um, go there and like the page. Um, I also have the salty pickle page, <laughs> which is, um, I'm working on that is again, it's a little bit more in depth. Um, Team Addison's Canada page, I tried to keep it a little bit more um, technical. Um, the salty pickle page, um, I have a little bit more fun with it and kind of share a little bit more in depth of the journey and kind of what's going on with me there. So I would love for you to join me um, on Facebook as well. So, um, so yeah, so start building that toolbox. I know we can do it. I know there's so many things that we can control in this illness and we can all move forward and have amazing quality of lives. So until next time, please be well, my pickles. <laughs>